Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about social reset. Why I like this topic is it's near and dear to my heart. Something I've gone through, experienced, fought with, dealt with, reveled with. The transition in your life. And again, I can only really speak on the things that I've experienced. And it's kind of funny when you sort of either visit the comments or or, or check into uh, other aspects of social media where you see just sort of people fighting. I have this issue with the idea that I need to fight or the idea that anyone needs to fight really anymore. I see this stuff and, and at no point do I ever really want to argue with anything. Um, there was a point in time where I kind of like took this stuff personally. I was like, oh, you think that that's your case? Well, I got to. I got to show you how you're wrong as opposed to now where you kind of like, I just observe you and see what you're saying, which shows me kind of where you are on your journey and far be it from me to take you off your journey or imply that I could was a time I thought I did could would should was my duty to get you off of that process show you the right way it's not that anymore a lot of that stems from the quote-unquote the term i'm coining right now hard social reset the people that listen to this show and that would be you um tend to agree with or at least resonate with some of the stuff that we say that i say that is said so this experience is mine, um, and hopefully you guys can relate to it. But there was a time when I was utterly depressed. Uh, socially, uh, I was—I had all the friends in the world. I had a great job. I was everything that they told me to be. <laughs> Living up to the dream. Two-car garage, white picket fence. I didn't have the two and a half kids. I did have the drinking problem. A drinking problem that I would never admit to being a drinking problem while I was in the depths of a drinking problem. 
But drinking was my reward. Drinking was my huh, safety blanket. I would work my ass off all day and, and get to go out for drinks with friends. I would focus on the drinks with friends more than the work. I don't think, I mean, looking back on it now, I absolutely know that I wasn't wrong. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I wasn't doing anything other than leading myself or following the path that I was supposed to follow to get myself to the place that I was supposed to go. To get me to see past the bullshit, really. And, I mean, I look back on it and I think to myself, you know, the, the, the amount of depression came from the inability to, I guess, know anything different. Since at this point in my life, my, you know, you go through everything, you go through your phases and all that stuff. <clears throat> and then you start drinking, you know, 16, 17, 18, and then, you know, it's fun. It's, it's mysterious. It's, it's, it's fatabolted for a while. And then it becomes kind of the casual and the norm. And then it becomes, you know, uh, what you do. And, that, and then it becomes your reward. And then it becomes your, your destination and your goal and your habitual repetition. And I've now been, I hate the term sober because it, it, it implies something else. Um, but I've been uh, drink free or lacking of the desire to consume for five years somehow. It's 2007. And so the idea at the time was just to give myself a detox, a 30-day detox. And um, that that turned into uh, 60 days when a friend of mine said, hey, let's go more. Or I want to do it. And I said, all right, well, I'll join you. And now uh, I am five years in. And what what I can say looking back on the past five years is I have progressively gotten happier more focused, more driven, more determined, um, more filled with passion. I have so many brand new passions that I am so very passionate about. <laughs> and I love that shit. I love waking up going, fuck yeah. As opposed to waking up going, oh God. And you think that the only release is the alcohol. Now this isn't a, a no drinking episode. This isn't a, uh, you know, a, uh, what are you doing with your life episode? Although it could be, I could, I could be wagging my finger right now. How dare you quit doing those things that you're doing. But without the alcohol, the idea to smoke was gone. The idea for, you know, recreational drugs was gone. The idea for all the other stuff was gone. And I thought to myself, wow, but what a gateway drug. Alcohol. The one thing that the media pushes on you and says, everything else is illegal. Oh, goody. Now that's a whole other episode. Why? Marijuana and mushrooms are illegal, but alcohol is like, drink, drink, you dumb shits, consume, party, life isn't life without alcohol, vodka, delicious. Not for me. And here's a tip too, before I jump off this topic, because we're going to shit, we're going to, we're going to stay in line, but we're going to jump off the booze. If you are depressed and if you are upset and if you are questioning the things that you question and you hunt release in alcohol just because you've always done it doesn't make it the right thing to do for you. And I'm not saying it's the wrong thing to do to consume because it absolutely isn't. But if you're depressed and if you're questioning 
existence and everything, and if you just can't shake this uneasy feeling, give alcohol a break. Even if you say to yourself, well, I only have two or three drinks a week. I only have this. I only have that. This message isn't for everybody. If you consume like a champion and you're at the height of your life and you love everything, bro, good on you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Uh, You should just keep doing what you're doing. Now, the likelihood of somebody being perfectly satisfied with their life and listening to this show, highly unlikely because this show gives you answers. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It confuses you and gives you even more questions and dumb shit that you never wanted to think about. Now you have to fucking think about it. Fucking garbage. Sorry about that. Sorry, not sorry. So, again, I'll say one last time. If it's time to go with the booze, let it go. If you haven't realized that the booze might be the thing that's causing the depression, it more than likely is. If you think the booze is the one thing that's keeping you sane during the depression, it is the thing that's making you depressed. It's, it's, a, it's, a, weird, it's a weird shake. Now, let's go. So in my life, I, I gave it up. It wasn't permanent. It wasn't meant to be permanent. It wasn't anything like that. It just, it just ended that way. Or, or it hasn't ended that way because it only ends when we're in the box, right? That's it. So up until now, I am, I guess you could say I also, um, how do I put this? I don't, I don't run with the same crowd. I don't have the same friends. Um, I don't have the same sphere of influence in any aspect of anything, in any capacity to anything, which means my life has changed drastically on all fronts. And that's amazing. It's one of those things you don't think about because when you're in the middle of your life, which we all are, we're all living our life, right? Right in the middle, right now, here we are. When you look at it, you're like, fuck, there's nothing I can do. This is my life. You don't understand my life. You don't get it. We say these things to people. You don't get it. You'll never get it. You don't understand me. Ah. Truth is, we, we get lost in this illusion that we have to make other people understand us. We don't. We have to understand ourselves, and none of us do. Yet we spend all this time judging other people, hiding our own shames and our own proclivities. We judge others. But why? Why do we judge other people? Well, because it's easier to judge other people than to focus on ourselves. And then you think to yourself, well, I'm half this and half that, and sometimes I'm shitty to other people, and sometimes I'm this and sometimes I'm that. But if you think about it, like the majority of everything that you've ever done that was either shitty or not shitty or whatever, with regards to other people and maybe being in in the shitty realm of the, the spectrum, it came from insecurity, fear, weakness, being small. That's why we that's why we're petty. And that's also not something that anybody wants to admit. It's bits of a Tough topic, isn't it? So when I quit drinking, I quit associating with certain people. And you'll hear this a lot too. Like, oh, when you quit drinking, your friends all go away. Well, no, they don't. They they stay right where you left them. And when you're on a downward spiral and you're observing your life as you go, you're collecting. And the downward spiral is sometimes it starts so slow you don't even see it. But then it like it, it picks up speed. Oh, holy shit. It picks up speed. And next thing you know, you're fucking 
almost near rock bottom or on rock bottom or you've gone straight through rock bottom. Who knows? But on your way down, you've collected people that you shouldn't associate with. You've collected habits that you shouldn't continue. You've collected ways of doing things. You've collected feelings. You've collected viruses. (laughs) I'm so thankful that that never happened to me. I never even caught COVID. Can you believe it? So I'm just terrible at catch. Anyway. The, uh, actually, I probably did. I just, I don't know. It just felt like a standard flu. I remember having the flu, but like not panicking. I think it's only COVID if you um, watch the news and then take a test. I think that's that's what makes it COVID. Other than that, it's just seasonal flu. Uh, this isn't medical advice. Uh, if you soundbite any of this episode, you must soundbite all of it to any of you people that hate me and that are listening, which is such a weird thing, but it happens. Uh, We've had a good run on the social medias as well. So I think that we're kind of in the clear and I'm definitely altering my message uh, there. I'm not changing what I want to say, but I'm changing how I deliver it. And I like that because that means the machine can't get me, which means that the machine that was ruining my life has actually taught me how to be a better version of myself through maybe taking a little bit more time to create as opposed to just flying willy nilly which is what I do in here. I'll keep the willy nilly for the podcast. Hello. Uh, It's a good time. It's a good time. So the hard social reset. We think that we're in control about a lot of stuff that we're doing. um, And, and you know, for the most part we are, but our roadmap and our control mechanism isn't like, it's not, it's not complete. So yeah, sure, you're in control of going left and right and all that shit and hitting the brake and hitting the gas. But we have no idea where we're going. We can drive the car, we can do donuts, we can do crazy things. But to be in control, you kind of have to have an idea of where you're headed, where you're where you're going. And I don't mean I know that I want to achieve this and this and this by this and this and this. Because even that, I want to achieve a certain amount of things by a certain age and I want to be here at this stage of my life. Even when you do something like that, you're creating that false road with the information that you were given along a journey that has essentially been fake or I should say misleading at best. And you can't create an answer or an outcome when you don't have all the information. Best you can do is a partial which means you can hit your goal and your destination and everything like that based on the information that you have and still be utterly miserable. And that's, that's where we get confused. Cause you're like, I've done everything. And I've even had, I've, I remember having this breakdown. Ah, I've done everything. I did everything I was supposed to do. And I still feel like shit. Do the Nixon. And then we've got this timeline idea in our head that, well, by this time I should have this fixed. And even though I've gone through this, I should have it sorted out by at least a year or two from now. I should have it done and figured out. But you don't. You never do. And when you get to where you think you're supposed to be, you've now gotten there with all kinds of new information, which means once you're there, you can't stay there. There's too many other things that you have to do. And the idea of staying anywhere for any prolonged period of time 
is absurd. When you really think about it. <laughs> Hard social reset. So along the way, I lost friends. I lost a lot of friends. People who I thought were friends prior to quitting the booze and, and, to, and to asking some aspects of my life to change. I'm a, I am able to observe some of these friends. Others I've completely lost contact with. Some hurt, some don't. Some walked out on me. Most walked out on me. For the majority of my life up until, I don't know, 35, people would walk out on me. And that's why I said I never want to get close. Because you people are just going to abandon me anyway. And I never had the balls to look inside and be like, they're leaving me for a reason. I was just like, no, it's just an inevitability. Which meant I was creating the thing and I was being the dick. And there are probably a lot of people that I owe an apology to. For being a dick to. Like obliviously being a dick to. I mean, there are people that I definitely owe an apology to. Uh, but you can't apologize for that sort of stuff because if you think you owe somebody an apology and they're not thinking about it, but it was like a bad thing or a dumb thing or whatever you did, and then you like go out of your way to apologize because this did happen to me, somebody wronged me heavily and then came back to apologize to clear their conscience. This asshole comes back to clear his conscience with me and be like, yo, I'm really sorry for like the really shitty things I did for you that cost you your job. And he only did that so he could, with his own clear conscience, move on with his life and do his thing. What he gave me, though, was total freedom from anyone I'd ever wronged in the past. And what I mean by that is I looked at this and I thought, fuck, bro, you made me relive this shit. I was okay with it. I didn't even care. But like for you to come out of your, like to go out of your way and talk to me about what you did and sort of ask for forgiveness, you made me relive it. <laughs> I didn't think it would bother me at the time, but it did briefly. But that was also freeing. Like I said, it made me realize that if I were to do that to anybody else and go to them and be like, yo, I'm really sorry for what I did. Then they would have to relive it, whatever it was, no matter how great or small. I don't know what's going on in their life. I don't know that my interjection with their life is good or bad in any way, shape or form. And it's selfish of me to want to go and apologize. And that's the truth. Based on my experience. So back to the social thing. As I sit and I can observe the friends I used to drink with, I see some of them that have really continued down the same road. And there was a time not too long ago that I was like, well, I should do something. I should help. But you understand that you can't help anyone that doesn't ask or that doesn't want it. Unsolicited advice is the worst freaking advice in any capacity. Nobody listens to it. It's a waste of energy on both parts. You're wasting your energy talking. I'm wasting my energy listening. You're pissing me off by talking to me. But if somebody comes to you, you can talk. You can, you can give that advice. And nobody's on the same journey as you either. Nobody's out there doing the same thing you're doing. So why would you interject in their life if you yourself have changed? So the hard social reset makes things lonely, but only lonely based on what you thought it should be when you were living that version of you. The further down the road you go and the more comfortable you become with who you are and your own energy, your own essence and being by yourself, the more you see certain things. And it's funny to think this, this episode, I, I had three topics I wanted to do. I wanted to speak on influencers and influence and quantum creation. 
and the hard social reset. But the hard social reset took up a lot. Uh, now, both of those other topics certainly warrant a um, a lot more time than I want to give it. I like to keep it around 22 minutes, the episodes. It's usually the way she goes. And usually, sometimes I go long, sometimes I go short. But influence and quantum creation, um, that's a fun topic as well. So we'll get into that probably next time. As far as the hard social reset goes, as you're progressing through life and as you're challenging yourself to, to do things better, better for you, always be better for you. Remember that nobody out there is ever paying any attention to what you're doing except for you. And you think they're looking at you as well. So you're giving yourself extra work and extra burden and extra, extra, extra. Read all about it. <laughs> you are your own worst enemy and your own best friend. You are the one who will take care of you. You are the one who will focus on you. You are the one who will create. You are the one who will step up. You are the one who will save. You are the one who you've always needed you to be. So when it comes down to looking for a savior and looking for this, and there's a whole other thing too. Like you can get into the, the idea of, of savior complex and uh, idol worship and all that sort of stuff externally. We've been brainwashed to, to worship all of these things and to talk about celebrity and to do this and to do that. I've got a whole other conspiracy thought side to celebrity as well. Like maybe like, like what if these people were sent here to like, just see what they could do to us? Because if you look at us uh, as a species, uh, the humans, we jump from shiny object to shiny object. Who's the hottest celebrity? Who's the hottest football team? Who's the this? Who's the that? What did so-and-so say about, oh my God, can you believe this? And oh, I'm wearing this. And this again bleeds into influence. Look at all the clothes you wear. 90% of people are wearing clothes because they've seen them somewhere. I mean, I've talked about this before, but I I recently watched an old episode of Seinfeld. And I'm like, holy shit. Is it because of Seinfeld that I'm a huge Mets fan? Is it because of Seinfeld that I love peacoats? I don't know. I don't know, but I saw a lot of my personal characteristics in like in scattered and amongst the, the Seinfeld episodes. Uh, Jason Kristoff has a, an interesting thing on, on social media or on media and influence as well. And when you realize that we've been kind of run around in a rat, a rat race, rat race maze, our whole lives, <laughs> you start to question your own patterns. You start to question yourself. You start to say to yourself, why, why, why do I do the things that I do? As opposed to, this is who I am. This is who I'll always be. That stubborn attitude. But that's other topics I want to talk about. I'm going to write that show note down as well, because that's a whole great show. So when it comes down to you, when it comes down to a hard social reset, if you have to get rid of some friends, if you have to sit alone, I'm not going to say that you'll find out who your true friends are, because that's bullshit. Because if you do back out from your friends, it's you that's leaving them. It's not the other way around. There's nobody else to blame. It's you that's that's wanting more and wanting an experience. We sit often, we plant ourselves in dirty soil. And that's not to mean that our friends are dirty and the people that we're associated with are dirty or anything like that. It's, it's to mean that we associate with who best resembles nah, exactly how we feel about ourselves. And as you grow, as you progress through life and you start to change the way you feel, some of your friends will grow with you and some of them won't. People focus on letting go of friends or letting go of situations. And what they rarely focus on at that time is how they got into them in the first place. Like I've got some of my best friends that I've met because we were both doing the stupidest things while we were drunk. 
and I don't talk to those people anymore. But for 10 years, I adored all of our interactions. But that's not my life anymore. That's not what I want. That doesn't make them bad people. It just means that at one point, I grew into being their friend, and then I grew out of being their friend. And there's always going to be love there. But it's not, a, it's, it just, it can't be the same because no matter what happens, there's no connection. There's no content. And that's cool. People are afraid, people are afraid of that. People fear that. But when that moment is done or that connection is done, you've opened yourself up to a new one. A new one that none of us has, we've never been able to even focus on that because we've been so busy beating ourselves up through the majority of our junior life. There's a quote, I can't remember who it was. I should remember who it was because I've used it a few times. It says, life up until 40 is just a practice run. Everything after 40 is living. And there are so many people with so much ego at stake that say, that's bullshit. I've done so much of my life. Blah, blah, blah. I've, I created created and built trees. Blah. You know, truth is I did all that too. Right? But the person I am today, the person that sits here in front of you that's recording this fantastic episode, I have nothing in common with the five years ago version of myself. The five years ago version that removed himself from society. And there was a moment in time where after two or three years, I thought to myself, I'm ready to go back. I'm ready to go sort of check this out. And then COVID hit and COVID dragged out. And so what once was supposed to be a two-year project or wasn't even supposed to be a two-year project, but at two years I was ready. And then I was forced to confine again because there was a lot of dumb shit that you had to observe. Not rules you had to observe, but situations that you literally had to watch, taste, touch, smell, lick, hear, experience, had to observe. And the world did a hard social reset right after I did mine. So I'm lucky, and you know who you are, that I still have some beautiful friends that have grown with me, that are family, that can't be replaced, even if sometimes they're retarded and sometimes I'm retarded. Are you even allowed to say retarded in 2020? I don't know. Everybody gets so offended by everything. Retarded by definition means latent, slow. And I have some friends that are latent and slow. And I sometimes am latent and slow. I think the, you know, on that note, I think that the world is sort of taking a turn. I don't think that, you know, we're, we're not going to go down that liberal road where everyone takes everything so bloody personally and gets so offended for everybody else. And people aren't being out there being dicks anymore. Not intentionally. People aren't out there being dicks, but there are people out there looking to hang everybody else. Anyone who's never done anything with their life is desperately looking to hang those who have. And that's the truth. That is, that is uh, one of those things you just, you can't deny that. So, you know, if you're getting attacked by these people as the, as you're progressing through what you're doing, good, good. It just means that you're pushing the envelope. You're pushing against the system and the system is often filled with the crazies that want to make you suffer for changing. That's another one I can add to the influence thing. Probably will. So ladies and gentlemen, next episode will be about something. I can assure you that this episode turned into, uh, I don't know, I guess like a heart filled rant. I kind of had some fun. I did some voices. That was fun too. Um, yeah. So feel free to check us out as well uh, on the web, uh, the uh, mentalmasteryalliance.com. All kinds of stuff over there. Uh, we're growing. We're going to be putting some more stuff up there. Some interesting things. Um, if you're interested in coaching, you can check that out. Coaching with TMMA.com. 
if you have any questions about sort of where you are and you just sort of are just in need of a, an answer or two, DM us, Instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Somebody's going to answer your DM eventually. Um, and if we don't, message us again. Hit us up again because sometimes things get lost in the multiple inboxes that are on social media. Yeah. So I guess then, uh, in the infamous words of Red Green, uh, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.